Good man, good, good, good to be back for episode number two here. Fish out the water, and the fish for real look out the water with this six-game losing streak. <laughs> Holy crap! If you're telling me it can't get any worse, it probably can. But you know what? We gotta stay optimist. I think this is the first time this season we go on a six-game losing streak. So at the end of the day, bro, look at it, man. We're, we're still what eight games over 500. Yeah, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to be a little bit positive with it. But if you're pissed, yeah, everybody's I was pissed. Say, we're probably we're probably gonna be a little more positive than some people will be. Um, we can get the negative energy out first. But I do have some good things to talk about here. Some developing stuff going on around Marlon's Twitter. Um, we'll get into the legitimacy of that. But before that, why do you do this at the worst time possible? Like, if you could have just come out the All Star break. You're playing. The Orioles are good. I think. I think if they play that series in Miami, it might. You know, the Marlins win at least a game. Um, but Baltimore's electric right now. There's just no getting around that. So I'm not too mad. I, I mean, the sweep is a sweep. It still sucks. But I'm not too mad about losing to Baltimore. But then you go to St. Louis and you just get your shit kicked in. It I didn't even look like the same team from the first half, and that's. Maybe they're just a little bit gassed out, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they're putting a little bit, they're pushing a little bit extra. You know, I know it was deflating coming out and, and getting swept by the Orioles and now by the Cardinals, fucking birds, um, just feasting on the fish. But, like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's like what you said. You know, it sucks that we got swept. We can't change anything about the series being in Miami or in St. Louis or in Baltimore. You know, these guys, they, they want to win the World Series. They got to be winning wherever, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to win a World Series Every single time in Game Seven at home, you know what I'm saying. Look at the look at the boys behind me, Beckett and the team. We had to do it at Yankee Stadium, so they got to learn how to win. They got to learn how to go through adversity, and I think it's good that they came out the the the, the break and just got punched straight in the face. Bring them back to reality, like oh shit, we wake really got a yeah. well wake up call. Not only for the team, not only for Skip Schumacher, but also for this front it's office. For Bruce, Bruce, Kim. Yeah, wake I up, mean, spend. I saw somebody upset. I think the boy Nick, I can't remember his Twitter handle, but I know the boy Nick was heated. He was like, bro, our best player right now is in AAA and Yuri Perez, right? And I, and I get what he's saying to a certain extent. You can't take any credit away from what Arez has been doing, what Soler has been doing this whole season. They've been carrying the team the whole way. You know what I'm saying? You got to love the, the, the progress that the young boys in the outfield and Sanchez and, and De La Cruz have been doing. But Bruce, Bruce came out and said a couple, couple weeks ago, hey, we're ready to invest into the team. Let's fucking bust a move. What are we waiting for? We're waiting to get completely back to 500, get under 500. Like right now, the only reason why I feel still amped and I feel good about it is because I've seen these losses before. I know we're going to be yeah. able to bounce back. And like, shout out to the Mets who are still beneath us in the standings. You know what I'm saying? The Phillies are right on us. Um, 
but yeah, man, it, now's the time to make the move. Like, you know, uh, Sandy, my gosh, now I'm getting a little bit worried. Like, I'm not waving the flag yet, but damn, it's going up a little bit. I'm a little bit concerned with what's going on with Sandy. Maybe the, it was just a layoff with the all-star break. It's just it's one inning every time. It is every single time, and it's usually the first or second inning, and it's it's getting to the point where, like, can we not figure this out? Like, obviously, it's an early game struggle, and it's taking you after that to turn it on. And so, like, why aren't you coming? Because, you know, last year he was coming in. And I'm not saying he's not like this this year, but last year he was coming in, and he was, like, the, you know, nicest guy ever. But if it's a start day, don't talk to him. Is he not having that mentality anymore? Like, is that where, like, is it taking him getting roughed up before he gets to that? Honestly, man, I I can't tell you because I haven't been into the clubhouse this year at all. But I I can tell you that I think it's just karma. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like. got to it like last year. Yeah, last year, you know what I'm saying? He was nasty. He, he, I think he lost a little bit of the humbleness. And I, the only reason why I say that is because I, I'm going through a little bit of the same shit, too. Like, I was a side young guy last year, and I'm going through the roughs this year. So, like, I can try to relate, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, yeah, you want to side young and everything. But, boy, it was like when Pedro Martinez, you know, they said, hey, do you think you're going to win it again next year? He said, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I liked it as a fan, and it got me amped yeah, the, the up. confidence. But, uh, but you got to be a little bit humble because you're playing, at the end of the day, you're playing with Major League Baseball players. You know what I'm saying? This is the, they, they just got swept by the Cardinals, right? And they're way below 500, but they're loaded with Major League Baseball players. Car- I, I do. I still want to say the Cardinals are still a good team. I don't care how this season's gone. Like, you get walked off the game, in Game 2, and we'll get into the series, but, like, you get walked off in Game 2 by a Hall of Famer. Like, all right. In his prime, like he's not, a, he's not Miguel Cabrera. He's not washed. Like this dude is a walking Hall of Famer. Like, hey, well, pop the brakes for my Miguel Cabrera wash, man. Come on, man. Why are you gonna do that to me, dog? Come on, he's man. a little washed. Come on, you can't come out of Martin's legend like that, there. It's coward. You gonna go? You gonna go to the Miggy weekend? Absolutely. What do you mean? This is a freaking <laughs> last time we're ever gonna see Miguel Cabrera at a Marlins facility, like. As a player, you gotta you, know you gotta wear the throwbacks all weekend, right? Oh yeah, I got I got I got the throwback. I got the, got the Miguel Cabrera number twenty four jersey that I'm gonna rock That's out. Like Coincidentally, it's gonna be happening during Venezuela, Venezuelan Heritage Night, so you will absolutely know the Marlins are planning on, on it being slammed, and you know there's gonna be like a little tribute and everything to possibly one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Marlins to date. Um, but no, that's a whole different subject. Uh, Nolan Arenado went on a tear against the Marlins. Eight RBIs this series. Holy cow. Like, Kim, come, that's the before, guy we need with us. <laughs> Bring him to Miami, B. Before we hop into the series, I do want to say uh, four hours ago, uh, Mish shot out a tweet. Skip Schumacher says third base coach Jody Reed broke his leg today. He took a line drive foul ball during the game. Hopefully, hopefully all is good there. Um, Ah, I mean, what, 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 they're going to find somebody else to be the third base coach. All they're going to probably do is slap John Jay. John Jay's probably the first guy, but like, yo, get me out of first base because our ass, every time you see me, bah, bah, let, me slap him. let me send him. Let the Ray Flair chop. Yeah, I'm not trying to get chopped no more. <laughs> um, you think, You think? side note, you think John Jay called the, I don't know who the first base coach, I can't recall who the first base coach was during the All-Star game, um, but it was funny when you saw Arez get on base twice and he fucked, I mean, Rick Flair chop, Rick Flair chop, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? That shit was funny. So you got to, you got to think John Jay got a heads up. Especially when you're talking about a guy who's getting, you know, getting on base at a three or 400 something clip. Yeah, man. But, hey, uh, incredible. All right. Is still at three, what? 378. 
Holy cow, man. Is he still on 378? I thought he went up today. Let me check. Yeah, man. End of the day, tip of your hat to him. I don't know if he's going to get to the 400. I hope he he gets to the 400, but it's, yeah. Who cares about 400, man? Just win. Yeah, just win. (laughs) Keep doing your thing. You're still going to be a, a guy. In we took a we took a shot. We took a shot this year about you know our our, our playoff our playoff chances. You know we had like I think it was like sixty something percent chance going into the break, and we came back, and now we're like at forty something. So it's like, ouch. Um, yeah, no, it's not fun. However, you know we'll talk about we're about to talk about the Cardinal series, and then we'll talk about the Colorado series. And I do have a lot of positivity about the Cardinal uh, the the Rockies series. Because even though they lost three out of four to them in Colorado, we'll we'll talk about that in a second though. Uh, let's just jump straight into game one. Game one, you lose six to four. Um, Lazardo had his worst start in like a month, and I'm not blaming Lazardo for the loss at all. It's kind of like, you know, this guy finally has a bad start, and you can't give him the runs. That's like, and it's not even a bad start. Like you know, it's a start you'll take. Aside from the fact he only went four, gave up two earned in four innings. Uh, only struck out two, but like, pick up your guy there. You know what I mean? Uh, he's been lights out, big part of your month of June. The reason you're here where you're at right now, where you can go on a six game losing streak and still be eight over. Um, but yeah, what was your thoughts on the first game? Man, the the bullpen's taxed. You know, all those innings they got in the first half, it's, it's starting to catch up. You know, we lost, uh, we lost Matt Barnes. Uh, Floral's been horrendous. You know, it hasn't been a pretty sighting. Uh, they put Oak Kurt the other day um, against this, this, the series in Baltimore. They He gave up a couple runs. Then they make him the opener. You know, it's just... it's We're taxing the bullpen. It's catching up to us. And this is... Need Nardi back soon. Even though he's a lefty and we have 17 lefties, we need <laughs> Nardi back soon. Yeah, Nardi was on uh, on a tear. He was like a... Had, he had the most appearances before he went down. Uh, across the league so uh, you like to see the guy how he was developing flourishing uh, taking his role you know to another level um, but hopefully yeah man hopefully these Marlins can do something you know th- there's a lot of interesting pieces out there that, that we can trade for you know um, I was reading uh, on MLB trade rumors that you know uh, the Royals have a, a guy named Carlos Hernandez you know throws 99 miles an hour hours setup guy why not it's 26 you know what I'm saying? He's he's a he's a reliever. He's not going to cost you that much. I'm, I'm sure you can trade something, and you got to trade something to get something. You know what I'm saying? But at the end well, of the day, like I will say, the reliever, I want them to pick up, and you know he's probably the most sought after reliever in baseball for this trade deadline after Rollins Chapman's already been traded. But he's coming to town this weekend. He better stay. Um, that's a, Justin Lawrence. Dude's nasty. Uh, it has a right-handed arm to your to your pin that you obviously need because like you said Florida's been atrocious and I'm not like a lot of people are out on Florida Florida he's been good this year I mean like he had a rough start and then got hot there when the back in the bullpen was nails and then now he's going through it right now like it happens every reliever it's a long season every reliever's going to go through it and I have but like he's your only righty in the pin right now I mean you have Brazabon and he had a great appearance the other night but like he you need more righties. I mean, baseball is still very right-handed. Um, that's not changed. So, yeah, Justin Lawrence is highlighted guy. And, I mean, you know, if, if, if you want to get a reliever from Colorado and it can't be Lawrence, Daniel Bard's there too. Uh, the contract's not pretty by any means, but at this point you're that desperate for a right-handed reliever. Those two, you know, they're coming to town. 
keep them here. Like, that's, all, that's basically all I got to say. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that on their flight here to Miami from St. Louis that the Marlins were able to sneak uh, Arnado on board so he can have his revenge <laughs> series against the Rockies and we Didn't just tear even, it up. Tear it up. Didn't even make a trade. He just snuck on board to play. Ah, like, just they tra- the they told, just told him, just, just hop on the plane. <laughs> we'll work it out later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I feel, I feel what you're saying. I, I can understand your frustration. Another guy has been giving a lot of like headaches to us is AJ Puck. And like at the end of the day, you can't even get mad at him because it's the same thing no, I said no, no, before. No. It's, it's, the the bullpen getting taxed you know what i'm saying like he was so perfect for the 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 first half of the season until he got hurt and then he came back like you got to understand all that like it's all a process everybody goes through it but everybody's throwing the flight oh get puck out of here get him off my team like, come on bro chill out twitter well like, that's a great lead into tuesday though because my problem with tuesday is you just absolutely waste a guy who comes out and throws and hadn't pitched in like didn't even rehab dude just comes out and throws after a month of being hurt you get five plus quality innings out of him. You know he gives up the home run to end his night, but like, dude, he hadn't pitched in a month and a half, and he just comes out. He walks the first hitter, gets the double play, and was just nails from there. Like you waste that start. You out hit a team eleven to six. Three of those hits came in extra, or two of those hits came in extra innings. Like for the Cardinals, not the Marlins, because if they would have got a hit in the extra innings, you probably can breathe going into the bottom of the tenth. Um, but yeah, I mean. It was great to see Cabrera come out and be nasty. I mean, dude was untouchable. And, you you know, we've seen that from Cabrera his whole career. Like, he could be flip-flop, you know. Like, one day he'll come out and he'll be absolutely the best pitcher alive. And then the next time he'll come out and walk seven in a row. So it's just you, you get one of the good starts from him and you can't uh, you can't capitalize off of it, which is like. I feel you. I feel your frustration, man. It's. <laughs> It's tough, but you know what I'm saying? Something about this team that we haven't had in the past is that they really bond. They really work together as a team, and they got each other's backs. So I have no doubt that they're going to come into Miami with some fire under their ass, and they're going to come out swinging the sticks, and they're ready to punch the Rockies in the mouth. You know, you said that we lost three out of four in Colorado. We're back home. It's time to take control of Little Havana and well, go they to did Tana. the same. They did the same shit last year. Uh and they were a bad team last year. The Marlins were just a bad team last year. Colorado was bad too, but like you go to you go to uh, Colorado and you lose two. You split the series in Colorado last year, and then you come. They come here and you beat the shit out of them for two games. You win two out of three. So that's what I'm hoping to see this weekend. But this Cardinal series was very frustrating. The Baltimore I mean, series, like I said, I'm not near as frustrated as about. It was just like you had at least two games you could have won in this series. Maybe three. If you Cedric Mullins, Jesus, two guys I, I love from those Orioles, Cedric Mullins and Frazier. I was like, I, like Sam, I, I don't really care for Frazier, but I, I like Anthony, uh, Anthony Santander, Venezuelan. Ah. Yeah, he's a dude's a he's a little inconsistent, but I mean, like when he gets hot, he's Solaire level hot. You know what I mean? Like dudes hitting the ball all around the yard. Probably would have seven or eight more home runs if he wasn't playing in. Camden like I, I, I feel you man I feel you like at the end of the day like it's going to be hard to get any of those guys that we mentioned from the Orioles because they're they're right in the thick of it oh, no, yeah it's you it's, know the only uh, way you do it is like a Pablo Lopez type trade which it's kind of risky where you're where you're going to flip a major league level starter for a major league level bat and it's just not 
that's not doable right now because obviously yeah, the Marlins he plays for the Twins. Have... He plays for the Twins. Pablo Lopez, yeah. who? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, no, I get I get your your example. Um, and right now, bro, like we're hurting. Like we don't really have what the hell are we gonna offer Johnny Cueto? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I I do have some thoughts on Cueto. We can get it in at the end here. The, but, the uh, shimmy. I don't think Cueto's as bad as everybody thinks he is. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll talk about that later, though. I we'll just we'll finish off with this last game, like you said, Sandy. You're getting worried about him. Um, I I'm trying not to. Like, the FIP is still there, and he's not. Even though he's been bad this year, he's not like Alec Manoa level bad. He's not. There's there's teams going through it way worse with their aces. Um, let him go through. Let him go through all the BS that he's going through right now. And if we sneak into the playoffs, clean slate. Forget what your record is. Don't matter if you end up winning nine games and losing fourteen. You know what I'm saying? F it. We're in the playoffs. It's time to go hard. It's time to go to town. We got to try to find someone to compliment Sandy. We know it's not going to be Yuri, and it's not because Yuri doesn't want to. It's just because we got to try to take care of him. I think Yuri comes well, it, back it in some capacity. A, I mean, at this point, you know, they were saying the last, the final stretch, but at this point, they might have to do it earlier, like out of desperation, and it's horrible. I mean, they're going to – they want to stick to their plan, but out of desperation, they might have to. I mean, I mean you're – I mean, Rodgers th- does not look like he's going to be back anytime soon, which sucks. Um, Meyer could be back as a bullpen piece late, late, late in the season, which would be Meyer. huge. That that would be huge, and then you know he can be a starter again next year. But like, but that's you gotta, like you that's play like your role parts. I feel what you're saying, but that's like a plan B. Like I know we're scared to like really roll with with Yuri. But now we're scared to open the wallet. Like we can't be scared everywhere. Like if you're scared, yeah, get you yourself a you dog. Gotta do you got it. You got to be make a move and be decisive with it. If you're gonna say I'm Let not me. gonna open the, you're not gonna. My bad. You're not gonna open up the wallet. You're not gonna go get a, a, somebody to compliment this rotation, this bullpen, this team. Whether it's a bat, whether whatever it is. If we don't do that, open up the wallet, like Bruce said. Then why the hell are you saying all this stuff? And then if we roll the dice on Yuri, and then Yuri comes out and he starts being great, and all of a sudden he goes down to TJ, everybody's gonna be sick. So there's got to be a decision made. And, and we got to stick to it, all right? If we're going to go, all right, we're not going to get any pieces because we're counting on Yuri. We're counting on Max Meyer to come back. Nardi's coming back. Oh, that's I think not, we're going to yeah. be good. You know, yeah, Abisal Garcia, like, ah. That's not bad. what go I'm ahead. saying at all. Like, you still got to make the move. But, like, let's say you make three moves and then you can do those things. You can bring Yuri back. You can bring Max Meyer. Then this team looks a million times better than it did before the All-Star break. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not just... It's frustrating. It's very frustrating, especially when you're talking about young pieces that you're talking about the future. But, like, we've seen the future talk with Miami for now, what, 10 years? Like, and something has gone wrong every time, too. So, I mean, that's also the same thing as, like, we don't want to push Yuri for that reason. We've seen these things go wrong. But it feels, it almost feels like you're, they tried to get rid of the service time manipulation stuff. And it feels like you're still trying to do that. Like, just grow a pair of balls. If you believe in Yuri, pay him. Don't worry about the service time shit. Like, pay him. Do what you do with Sandy. That'd be awesome. I think I know where you're going with it. I don't think it's about a service thing with the Marlins. I think it's just trying to take care of them. But I think we got to stop trying to baby these guys. They're major league players. I know that Yuri's 20 years old. I get it. But he's not the first guy ever to go into the big leagues at 20 years old. 
You know what I'm saying? There's some guy named Fernando Valenzuela. There was a Jose Fernandez for the younger well, generation well, that you know, came in and just let him loose. Let the kids play. Whatever happened to that say? You know, he got an x-ray the other day, and you uh, got that dog in him. <laughs> he got that dog in him, bro. Like, you can't teach that stuff. He just naturally has it. Some guys just have that instinct, that, that drive, and let him be a dog. Let him go out. Let him go to town. Like, bro... This is a 20-year-old stud. Let him do his thing. Maybe he turns out to be a Hall of Famer. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe, who knows? But fuck, just roll the dice. Go out there. Let him do his thing. Andrew Jones, once upon a time, a great Atlanta outfielder. Started young. I think he started out at like 19 years old. Won however many gold gloves, 10 gold gloves, some shit like that. That would have never happened if they never let him play. He retired at like 33, 34, 35 because he's just out of it. But you got to ride the high hand. Did you see that video of uh, Gary Sheffield hitting, smoking bombs with the, the cigar in his mouth? Oh, that's old, but yeah, I always see that, John. Whenever I feel down and I'm kicking rocks, I'm like, damn, I need to go swing. It's old? Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him smoking a cigar on a, on a, on a field, and he's like, ding! Straight, yeah. straight center field, left center field. Yeah, he still got it. That's that old. old. Come on, I was man. Gonna say, just resign him. Put him back on. <laughs> get him. <laughs> Let's get a, that bat in the lineup. Side side note, real quick on Gary Sheffield, man. I hope that the Marlins are able to bring him some type of capacity, um, whether it's front office or throwing out a first pitch. More more front office than first pitch. But way back in the day when Laurie was still around, um, they were doing like this promotional bobbleheads. Uh, of like great Marlins in, in team history, right? Um, I was like a season ticket holder, and they're giving you these bobbleheads for Marlins greats. And uh, I remember that Gary Sheffield was on the list, and then like last minute they scrapped him out. They took him out of the list, and because Gary Sheffield, they called him and like, yeah, he's like, I'll do it. But um, I actually want you guys to like consider me. Like I want to come in and be like a GM. I want to be part of the front office. This is before Kim. This was like during like uh, Mike well, yeah, days. Lawyer days. We're talking. And, yeah, we're uh, talking back. And it was like the Marlins looked at him like, nah, hell no. Get the fuck out of here. And I think it was a wrong move because, like, I think Gary Sheffield's a, a baseball mind. Look at his kids. I think, like, you're, I think you'd be looking at the same as uh, what the Rangers got going on with uh, – I can't even think of his name. Chris whatever. Chris Davis? Working, Chris Young. Chris Young oh, working oh. in the, their front office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's – I mean, look at what he's doing in Texas. He's crushing it. I mean, I hate, I hate to say it. I live here and going to be watching the Marlins come here. Is that a, next month? Is, is that why you got a red? You got what is that? A red Texas Rangers shirt? Look at you. Oh hell no! <laughs> it's an OU shirt. It's an OU shirt. We're good. Hell no. Um, but yeah, man, I think just just to close the subject on Gary Sheffield, I'd love to see him back um, at some capacity. I think the, the organization has to do a better job to really, like how they've been doing this season, reaching out to p- players from the past, great players. We, we're seeing A.J. Burnett, who's going to throw a celebrity first pitch uh, in the coming days. Which think, is awesome, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's I awesome. love it. I love to see see A.J. back in the Marlins Uni and Lone Depot Park. Did throw, throw the heat the other day? Before the oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Josh Johnson, my bad. A.J., J.J., yeah. Um, actually, talking about... Um, AJ Burnett, I actually tweeted today. Uh, it was um, Mish tweeted. He was like, "Oh, AJ Burnett's gonna be thrown out the first pitch," and the, like that's how I found out. I was like, "Oh, how epic!" And I actually like retweeted and said, "Wouldn't it be something to see him throw out the first pitch?" And Billy's doing. Billy's in the bed of a Toyota Tacoma, promoting the a brand new Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> I bet he can still hit the window today. And and the funny thing was, Burnett liked it and replied, and he was cracking up. So shout out to AJ Burnett, man. Thank you for being a great Marlins legend. 
Yeah, we gotta bring <laughs> it. Come on the pot. That nasty knuckle um, curve. Woo. Okay, okay. So this was tweeted at uh, ten eleven p.m. Miami time. All right. It's Marlins Network on Twitter. Um, I don't know how credible this is. Uh, shot out a tweet said, "Since I'm allowed to speak on this now, the Marlins and Cubs are in talk with outfielder." Cody Bellinger, no deal has been reached or is close to being made yet, but Miami, quote, won't leave Chicago alone. How credible do we feel this is? Because I'm kind of, I'm still butthurt. I was saying, I was preaching the Cody Bellinger thing before the season. I was like, get him out of the lights. You want to get him out of the lights of LA? Bring him to Miami. You know, like, at the time, obviously they're filling up the stadium a little bit better this year, but like, dude would have no pressure playing here. Um, I wish they would have signed him preseason wouldn't give him the money but now we're talking about maybe making a trade for him um thoughts cody bellinger left-handed left-handed swing sweet swing um i think he would compliment the team he definitely had a bounce back year um i think it did a marvels to go to chicago um also i think marlins network was talking about bellinger and marcus stroman but what the hell is it going to take to unload to get those two guys and do you really want to give them both up i don't care anymore man you know, Anything but Yuri, I do not care. Do you think, you know, you got to see somebody like Gary Cooper going that way because... You'd, you'd probably have to go Coop. Um, and some outfielder or something. Which which I will say, if you sit, if you shoot Coop out, you can then make Yuli the first baseman. You could put Cody Bellinger in center and put make Jazz the DH. Maybe you, keep him on the field a little and more. And you can I know rotate. you're wasting the athleticism, but then you're talking about a guy that, he you know, you have him... He's doing... Better as a DH than he would be on the IL. So. And the, the interesting thing about Bellinger is that you can not only plug him in center field and all over the outfield, you can actually plug him in at first to give Yuli some days yeah. off as well. You know, you can rotate uh, these guys. Like, versatility is the key to help this team win. Shout out Kim for that signing, by the way. It's it's worked out wonders. Shh, man, I was so happy. That was I, such an underrated signing. It took, for, it took forever. Yuli really took forever. I thought he was going to back out because I remember uh, during the winter – um, in the off season, that Yuli and, and Kim went to go have you know lunch in a cafe in Coral Gables, and it was like, all right, he's gonna sign, he's gonna sign, and then all of a sudden, like one month went by, and the, the Twins were interested, and thank See, God we got the, him. I think the Marlins actually were holding off, um, which it's like now looking at that, like, oh, you didn't sign him as <laughs> you, you, he wasn't your priority, and it looks bad on on the Marlins towards your Yuli, but he's obviously been great. He's been um, awesome because they wanted they wanted Justin Turner, which um, you know, seeing what he's doing in Boston, um, on and off the field in the clubhouse and everything, probably would be awesome to have both of them here. I mean, they're, I'm, Justin just like didn't want said, to come to Miami. Yeah, I know what it is. What it is, but um, I, I I would love to see Bellinger. I think that that opens up, like I said, with Jazz, especially because Jazz is close to being back and. A lot sooner than than we thought he would be. By the way, I knew that thing probably wasn't as big of a deal as they acted like it was. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hyped to see that. I'm gonna blow your mind right here, and and everybody that's watching this is gonna get in for a shock. I got this picture, and it doesn't matter who we trade for, but I need this to become a reality. <laughs> for those, I can tell you that one is not. <laughs> For those watching, it's a picture of uh, Shohei Otani in front of Lone Depot Park in a nice Marlins uniform. Shout out to whoever photoshopped they, that. <laughs> you would have to give up Yuri. Unfortunately. It might, you could probably swing a one-for-one one deal 
with two months, but we're not giving up Yuri for <laughs> two months of Shohei Otani. I mean, I'm, I I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not doing no, it. No, I'm not, we're doing, not it. doing it. That. But there used to be a time back in 2003 where we had this stud prospect, first baseman, left-handed swinging first baseman named Adrian Gonzalez. Some guy named Adrian Gonzalez. I don't know if you know who it was, but we had to trade him to the Texas Rangers to get our hands on the closer named Ugeth Urbina. So, hey, at the end of the day, did we re- did Ugi Urbina resign with the Marlins after that? No. He was he a rental? Yes. Was it worth a World Series championship? Hell yeah. Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Do, do I wish, damn, Adrian Gonzalez was a Marlin dog? Oh, I'm sick. But we would have never had this, this newspaper behind us if that was the case. No. So, you know, would you, would you be, theoretically speaking, they trade away Yuri. I know all Twitter's going to lo- fucking go ape shit and everybody's going to shut this out. But don't shut it out. Just hear me out. If it gives you a legitimate shot to bring you Shohei Otani for whatever, for two months, and you guys make a run and we win a World Series, is it the end of the world? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it. Um, now, if you could say they'll re-sign him for just two years, not the, the $600 million deal. Like, if they said, you get the, the two months, you trade Yuri, and Shohei will sign a two-year deal at $60 million a year. You know, like... Fucking hammered, you know what I mean? I'd probably take that, but I mean, I just I don't think Yuri's were. I don't think losing out on Yuri would be enough. Um, now, if you were saying like we'll trade uh, Nasim, maybe a couple other guys, like here, let me look up the Marlins' top ten prospects, and I'll tell you what I'd be willing to give up. I'll tell you, I'll give you a package right now. I'd give up for Shohei. Three, give me, give me three, four guys, and you throw in Sandy. You. You no Yuri. Will you do it? I I do. I yeah. I would. Damn. You just throwing the flag on Sandy like that? Sandy's got two years left on a contract and not seven. So you got a point. Um, here, here's here's. I would give up the top four prospects in the or mm, three. I'd go th- top three out of the top six. I'd go Meyer, Barry, Fulton, and Cappy. Uh, Yidi Cappy. They're not, the deal they're, they're not taking Barry. Well, no, you're just throwing that in to throw that in. They're they're more focused on the two pitchers you're getting out of that. You're getting Max Meyer and Dax Fulton out of that. That that would be the deal they're looking at. They're and Sandy. Barry Barry and Cap Oh well no, if you're throwing in if you're if you're doing Sandy, then I'm taking Fulton off. And yeah. yeah or maybe no. I'd take Meyer off. Maybe I'd take Meyer off, you go Barry, Fulton, Cappy, and Sandy. I think the Angels might swing it, but then yeah, I mean, I'd do that. But it, that's that's for two months of Shohei Otani. I'd do that for two months of Shohei Otani, and it's nothing on Sandy. It's nothing against Sandy, but you're. Just, but I'm the, thinking about the years, the contracts. You know what I mean? Man, just just to end the whole subject on on Shohei. Um, somebody keeps telling me, oh, they keep linking Shohei to the Yankees. Shohei to the Yankees. I would actually. I was like, yo, I don't. I don't know why Shohei would want to be a Yankee. So they told me, hey. Who doesn't want to be a Yankee? I would never want to be a Yankee. I wouldn't want to be a Yankee. But but this is what I'm saying. I think it would be hilarious, like a huge troll, because the Angels love him so much. If they convince Shohei, like, yo, Shohei, we're going to trade you to the Yankees. All right? Go out there. Be a Yankee for two months. If you want to chip, you want to chip. But if not, F it. Come back to L.A. We're going to give you the money. We're going to surround you with the players we traded for. And we're going to restock. How the, how, how, kind of similar how the Yankees did to the to the Cubs when the Cubs traded for Chapman and they won the World Series. Yeah, and they went right back. 
Why not? Do that. F- I would fuck think the it'd Yankees. Be funnier. <laughs> I would think it'd be funnier if they did it to their cross town to the Dodgers. Because the Dodgers have better prospects. You get you get all those in and they're like oh damn near MLB ready. Like you throw Bobby Miller in there. And I, I don't think the Angels are gonna get Shohei back regardless. Like you kind of have thrown pissed away that opportunity. However, if you if you could say we're we're getting you back in the off season, we're just gonna you can even stay where you're living right now. You just go across town for a couple months, you come right back here, we'll get Bobby Miller, you know, the the this the farm and the staff will be but you got ready you, to fucking go. You got to make him like a crazy offer. Like you got to think. All right, what the the market says that he's gonna what get six hundred million, seven hundred million. We'll you give you forty eight. We'll give you forty nine percent equity in the in the Angels. Holy cow! <laughs> Deal. Where do I sign? See, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that like if the Marlins or one of these smaller market teams were in on Shohei, they would have to give up equity in the team. Yeah, like that, Bruce Sherman, the, the contracts that are expected for Shohei is more net worth than the Marlins owner. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they got to bust. If they want to make some type of move like that for, I mean, that's the only player that you would really make a move like that for right now, present day in Major League Baseball, right. just because he's a, a, an a, a ace of a pitcher and a hell of a batter. Um, but they would have to do something similar to what the Inter Inter Miami did. International Miami just did signing Lionel Messi. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he signed a, a, a contract. I think it's two, three years, but he's got major equity on Could the team. You ima- <laughs> Could you imagine Miami if they got Shohei? It'd be like the baseball team has Shohei, the soccer team has Messi. Uh, the the best uh, the, heat. the heat got Jimmy Buckets and Lillard. They, they oh my Jimmy god! Buck, yeah, and then it would be well. What does the football team have? Oh well, they have Tyreek Hill to trade Tua, Tua and for Luck and go get Lamar Jackson. I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> nah, the inflation the inflation's gonna go even way up here in Miami. Oh, yeah, it's, gonna it's, gonna, it's, it's already crazy. It's gonna be like ridiculous. Nobody's gonna live here. Uh, All the locals are gonna be like an hour and a half away. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, the belly deal. Back to the belly deal. Uh, even with the, even if they don't get Strowman, send in the deal. Try to go get Belly for sure. He'll compliment the team. Nice left hand bat. I don't um, know why they would do this, but if you could somehow swing, because I don't, he would not be on the market for any reason. He's been a hell of a pitcher this year. But if you could somehow trade. Like some of those pitching prospects and swing for Justin Steele too, because then you have control added onto the deal. I'd be willing to give up some of your top ten prospects. Like for a deal for Belly, it's a little different because you're talking about a rental on a guy that's like pretty expensive. Uh, if if the Cubs eat some a lot of the the contract owed, I'd be way more willing to give up like a a Fulton Fulton for a Fulton and Cappy for Bellinger straight Hi. up. How many? Uh, how, how much is he getting paid? Uh, I think his contract was eighteen to come into the year, and I believe it would only be like after the reduced value. I think if they sent in the trade at the deadline, it would only be like seven mil. But okay, here it is. Here it is. I'm looking right at it. My bad. Uh, it says Bellinger is going to make twelve and a half million in, in 2022, and his contract includes a 25 million option. Or a five million buyout for twenty twenty four. Sorry, I meant to say twenty twenty three. Um, his breakdown of Cody Bellinger's one year seventeen point five million contract with the Chicago Cubs, and 
He has a mutual option for $25 million. So, so all right, so it's $17.5, right, for one year in Chicago with that, that mutual option that if they both agree, he can make $25 million or it's a $5 million buyout, right? So let's say it was 17.5 by uh, two. Let's say, all right, so half the season in the, in, out the window. They would only be on the hook for a little less than $9 million for the rest of the season. The Marlins would be, right? And then you got that mutual option, which you know they're going to say no to. They're not going to pay them $25 million. See, I would say that, but I mean, if they win, if they if they go on, Bellinger is a key part in them winning a World Series or go, making a deep playoff run. That's would the only way. Would they opt into that? Would nah, in? I still and, don't think. And, and, nah, and then just, you have to pay, uh, wh- like, if they do that, then you have to opt into that and pay Solaire. Like, that not, would be... They're not, they're not going to pay Solaire. Nah, they're, they're not, not going to. But I'm telling nah. you, if they do that, you have to. It would be a have to thing. I think. I think. Look, or you need to just makes, trade Solaire. You need to trade Solaire before the deadline. No way. You do that, nobody's going to go back to the stadium. No way. Just because it's going to depends be like on what you get back. A knife to the uh, to the gut. I mean, you're going to get rid of what, one of the top five guys in home runs in in the National League. Solaire for Otani, straight up. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love your one enthusiasm, but it's not gonna one happen. One for one. I think. No, look, but I'm saying eight point seven five million for the or nine million for the rest of the year for Bellinger. It sounds like a lot, but it's really not a lot because we were paying no, Matt I'm, Barnes nine million for the rest of the year. So I'm not. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. I'm saying like dep- that would depend on what you give up. Because if they're like, we'll eat. You have you have to pay Cody Bellinger a million dollars. We'll eat that contract. Can that get us more prospect? I'd be willing to do it. But that's the only way you overpay in prospects for Cody Bellinger, a guy I, that you could have signed coming into this year. We got a plethora of pitching in the minor leagues. If you, anybody saw the, the major league draft, all we did was draft, I think it was like 90% was pitchers. And, and I'm psyched. Being, I'm psyched. And, but um, like, that's cool, but we got to dig into that and try to go get bats. If not, we're just going to end up with a bunch of Jacob Berries on the team. And that's not the idea. No, no disrespect, Jacob. I hope you get it together and make your way up to the show. But, bro, if they're telling you Jake Eater for Bellinger, you doing it? Straight up? One for one? Straight up. Yeah. He gone? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I was thinking more of like, Hey Chicago, if you want to eat this contract, we'll throw a Yiddy Cappy or a Joe Mack or a Jacob Amina in there. What if they tell you we'll take two of your your top prospects? You try to negotiate taking Avi, or nobody's taking Avi, just to try to balance um, out the the paycheck. I I don't think I think when you're talking about somebody a team that's buying, you're not trying to dump a contract like that. You you want to spend the least amount you can prospect wise, but if they say we'll take Eater, Cappy, and Avi for for Bellinger, I'd say yes. What about uh, like, Nico Horner? Fuck, dude, I'd give up. I'd give up two two of those five starting pitchers. Uh, like, are we saying Horner and Bellinger? Yeah, I'd give up. I'll give. I'll throw Meyer in there. Throw Meyer in there too, young boy Meyer. See, I don't want to give up both Eater and Fulton in a deal. Like, I think if you're going to give up a deal where one you're giving one up the two other. pitchers, it's got to be Meyer. Meyer would be the other option. I want to give up one of the left-handed pitchers, 
And then whichever one they like more, honestly, because in my eyes, I think they're both have the same ceiling. And I think, I think Eater has a slightly lower floor, but I think he might. He, I think they have about the same ceiling. Um, I have no problem giving up either one of those because uh, you don't need two of the same pitchers. I think they're both going to be better than Rogers is, and I think Rogers can still come out of whatever the fuck he's been on for the last two years, but. I think, bro. Like, I like, I like Nico. I think he's cool. I think he would make a good addition to the team. But if I'm giving up, he's Fulton. I think he's either, Miami, bro. I, I think he's Miami. I, I'm not sure. I can't. I can't a thousand percent say sure. I think he's a local guy. He's a South Florida guy. But what I'm saying is, if I'm giving those guys up, one of those two young studs, lefty studs. I don't know, man. I'd rather risk the dice on a proven, a proven record guy, like a, a sure Hall of Famer. Going back to the St. Louis Cardinals, I don't know, but that's just me. Like you know, I, what I'm saying. I don't, I'm thinking. I'm thinking more of the aspect of what we'd be dealing with next year too, because then you have, then you're looking at a possible. I don't think it would be the middle infield at that point. I think Jazz would be going back out to center. But like, could you imagine Jazz and Horner and them in up the middle with Bellinger? out there, Arias, maybe move Arias. Because that's another thing we weren't thinking about. Not only can Bellinger play first, but Arias can play first too. But why like would you, you move? Give, I feel I know what you're saying, and he, and he played first base with the Twins, but why would you move him if he's, he's flourishing? He's well, been playing above. I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you're trading Cooper. So you throw Cooper in this deal. Um, and then you have to give up a little less prospect capital, and you lose your everyday first baseman. You only need a day off because now Jazz would be your technical DH. You're like, oh, well, we don't want to put Jazz in center. We throw Jazz out at second, and Arias can play first. It could happen. You know what I'm saying? I, it could happen. Or Birdie. I, I mean, obviously, you still got Birdie. And Birdie had a hell of a – that was my thing on Tuesday. I was like – I think I, I sent the a text to the Marlins group chat that we have. Um, I said, the, the the if they win this game, the Birdie saving the Marlins season narrative would go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's starting to get it back, though. It's it's nice to see that. Um, obviously, didn't have a horrible. Everybody acted like Brady was terrible this year. He's batting like two seventy going into this series, like for the season. Like, if you're going to complain about that, I don't get it. He just wasn't stealing as many bases, and as a bench bat, he's been great. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of want to see Brady get a little more playing time. That would be nice. Yeah, I feel you. Shout out to Joey Wendell for finally waking up. He's starting to swing the bat a yeah, little bit more. He's he's definitely woke up since we we've talked. In fact, uh, nobody will admit it, but Segura's been not bad over the last month and a half. Yeah, he went and from not, terrible to not bad. So you know, we're making no. progress, guys. Yeah, we're making progress. Yeah. <laughs> However, if he can just get hot for like a month, man, just one hot month. Maybe Jimmy Sigs turns it. He turns it up in in September. Maybe it's October. Uh, maybe Turn Jacob it. Stallings can hit. 700 in September. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think a uh, bigger need? Do we need a uh, – what's the biggest need? you think they, they can't go without getting a center fielder? They can't go without getting a first baseman, get, a third baseman, I or a catch? I think if you get belly, I think if you get belly and add a piece in there, I think – and Justin Lawrence. If you, if you go get Justin Lawrence or Daniel Bard, too, on top of that, I will accept not pushing for a catcher. What about what about the two catches that the Marlins seem to be having connections to in Salvador Perez and uh, Elias Diaz, the uh, National League All Star MVP? 
Um, I, I, I rather Elias Diaz. I want Saudi. I, a thousand percent. I'm with you. I got a shout out to Elias and Maracucho, another Venezuelan guy. Man, he's Venezuelan. making me proud as shit. The only guy I'm not really proud of is Ronald Acuna, just because you know the the blood between Fuck the bad guy. blood. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. But he's still tearing it up. I'll give him credit when credit's due, but he's still a crybaby. Um, but, yeah, I think if we're going to give something up, I'd rather go, like I said, the same thing with uh, the comparison about Nico or, or Nolan. I'd rather go after a proven track record in Sal over Diaz. So, Dude's got a ring. Yeah. That's what you'd be bringing into the clubhouse. You got a dude. Walking with, with the KC I mean, ring. T- Bellinger has a ring technically, but, I mean – if that's what you want to count. The, the only team that the 2020 season counts for is the Marlins, in my opinion. Um, but Let's, let's jump into discount. Colorado. Yeah, okay. Colorado. <sighs> so we'll go Colorado, Cueto, we'll end it here. Um, so Colorado, game one. You get, you get an off day. We can all agree we need an off day, right? Yeah, the, the, um, the pitchers on the, that are they're scheduled to pitch, we got Braxton Garrett. Game one. Braxton Garrett, and they haven't announced a starter for Colorado, so I'm thinking a bullpen game. This is a must-win game. Absolutely. So in game one, a must-win game. Braxton Garrett, and I got into a Twitter argument with some dude. I'm not not even going to give him the credit because it just looked like an idiot. Um, he's like, why? why? I, I said Braxton Garrett's looked like a proven starter for over a year now. Like We're going back to the Colorado series last year whenever he made a good start up there. Um, he has like a a sub four ERA as a starter since last year. Like I don't, I don't understand why we even considered putting him in the bullpen this year <laughs> to start the year. I think he should have been in the rotation to begin with. And he was like, well, then why is Braxton Garrett giving up three runs a game? I'm like, well, three runs a game in six innings is a quality start. And quality Major starts stuff. equal giving your team a chance to win. Like, what are we, what are we arguing here? You're playing a bad team in Colorado. Uh, I'm going to take the Marlins in game one. Uh, Expect Braxton Garrett to do exactly what he did in the Philly series when he took took game two right before the All-Star break. Yeah, L. Braxton, man, you don't get enough credit, man. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for bringing that, that joy out here to South Florida. Keep doing your thing, man, and we got to flip you. Don't take anything personal. Shout out I, to I will. <laughs> I, can, I can make a comment. I, uh, so, shout out Arm Layton. I listened to the Just Baseball show. I don't know. I don't know. It ha- I mean, y'all were both at Fish Tripes together, weren't y'all? Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. me, me, and Aram know each other. We chopped it up. We done a pod together. We've had our differences. You know, we know each other. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. <laughs> Marlon Switter, yeah, shout, shout out. Earlier in the year, he was talking about Braxton Garrett getting flipped for uh, Whit Merrifield, and thank God, thank God they didn't do that because <laughs> Garrett's been kind of the thing keeping this flota- rotation. He's been the con- constant. And yeah, he's been an anchor. Have been great. Yeah, been been very big there. I'm gonna take Miami in game one. Uh, I think, like I said, this is a must-win game. I think if you win that game, it's game one of a series that you need to win the series to begin with, and it's it's just a big moment. It would put a lot of it, the pressures on Braxton. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going game one. Marlins win game two. I'm a little bit concerned because the Marlins haven't announced who the starter is going to be there. It's going so, to be an open, opener in Equator, I would assume. But why don't, like, this whole opener shit, and, like, the opener, cool. They don't they trust better, they better They better give it to Soriano. I think Soriano deserves a shot to open it up. Soriano's I been looking nasty. Scott. Give it to Scott? Scott, yeah. I, I think, think, 
I'm, well, I'm thinking of more like I guess matchups is what they were doing there. But like, if you're, I think whenever they do the opener with O'Kurt, I think they should have gone Scott there. Scott's been nails, um, and he's still been nails. And you know, you want him at the back end of the game, but have him do the same thing at the beginning of the game. Get let the offense try to get you a lead, which uh, the offense hasn't been horrible, but it's not been stellar since the All Star break. But. I'm with you. I'm with you with the Tanner Scott move. Let him open. Just don't let him pitch the night before in the eighth inning or the ninth inning or the seventh yes. inning so that these guys like they get it. Yeah, because I don't know why what that was about either. Um, so let's learn from it, Skip. We're all learning together, baby. Skip has been questionable since the All Star break. I don't know where Look, your thoughts. I'm. I'm he's not a rookie. Giving up. Dude, dude, nah, yeah, he's doing like great. He, yeah, I'm not. He's still manager. He, he's of the made year. some questionable moves, and like you said, you've had to use the bullpen at the ass. So I mean, like you, your options are limited. But it's just I'm. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know who it is. All right, because Skip Schumacher is the manager of this team, but I'm sure that somebody on that coaching staff, and he's got a really good coaching staff. I don't know if it's Brand Brown. Um, I don't know, I, uh, the guy, the Colombian bench coach, I forget his name slipped in my mind. But somebody, he has somebody on his corner, Skip's corner, that like tells him, hey, you did this wrong, whatever, and they give him a slap on the ass, and he comes back, and he's, he's all good. Right? I think everybody needs somebody in, a, in your corner to give you a slap on the ass, tell you, hey, you fucked up, press it, you did this wrong, but let's get him tomorrow. You know? <laughs> you know, actually, now that, now that you said that, Soriano... Or uh, Chargo, Char- I can't ever pronounce it. Chargo? Is it Chargoy yeah. or Chargo? Sounds good. Chargo. <laughs> One of those two. I actually like that. I, li- I like that. One of those two. I mean, if you want to go Tanner Scott, you're not going to hear me complain because then you're talking about maybe one or two innings and you got your chance to get your lead because Connor Seabold fucking sucks. That dude is trash. And <laughs> I don't really care. I don't care if Cueto comes out and looks like Triple A Cueto. I think the Marlins still win this game because Connor Seabold is that bad. Um, you know, um, shout out to was it Hot Whistleblower? You know who I'm talking about on Marlins Twitter? Yeah, yeah he's funny, bro. He's hilarious. He uh, he tweeted uh, Cueto coming out, and he he almost nearly nailed it when he came out for the first time after the All Star break uh, against the Orioles. He was like Paul Cerevino quote, and the Marlins are down nine to two, and. What's that sound? Who is that? Like the wild thing in Major League? I was dying. And you see, you see Cueto coming out. Yo, so, yo. So here's my thing with Cueto. You see it all the time. Uh, like we saw it with Alec Manoa whenever he got sent to the, uh, the complex. And he came out and he got shelled. And everybody made a big deal about it. And it's like I, I uh, heard some people talking about it. Some ex-Major Leaguers talk about it. And it's like you're not focused on the outcome when you're in the minors. And I'm not saying... Equator's going to come in and just be lights out the rest of the year. However, I am saying I don't think what we were seeing in AAA was Johnny Cueto. I think it was just like a I'm trying to get right type thing. I'm not worried about the results. I don't give a shit if I give up, if I'm throwing batting practice out here. I'm just trying to get my mechanics right. I want to be healthy, and I want to go back to the team and make an impact. So I'm going to make the bold prediction that Cueto comes out and he goes five shutty. Man, I hope he, I hope that's the same mentality Avisel Garcia is using in the minors, bro. No, that dude just fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Let's move on to game three. Game three, we're going to see Jesus Lazardo. And you know he's going to bounce back because he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be tired from his last start. He's going to have the family in the stands. The sister in the stands. Shout out to the sister. (laughs) And um, I think it's going to be a glorious Marlins win. Who who are they? Who 
What was your prediction for game two? Marlins. Okay. I need and, a sweep. And who are they? Who who's Lazardo going up against? Lazardo's facing Anderson. Mister, is that Ian Anderson? Let's see. Uh, that would be is it Chase, Chase Anderson? Anderson. I'm sorry, Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson has 13 starts this year. Uh, he's 0 and 4 with a nice 6.26 ERA. How about that? So you know we're gonna be able to rake off. Um, but yeah, man, Marlins need to come out in the 10. They need to come out and they need to win. They need to take this series from Colorado and get it together before we head out to Tampa. That's my thought. It's a Marlins I mean, fucking sweep. Marlin sweep, baby, and it'll be real sweet. It's a Marlin sweep. That's what we need, baby. And and then everybody's gonna jump back right on the train. And then we're gonna face the best team in Major League Baseball in the Tampa Bay Rays. It's gonna be the fight for the Citrus Series, baby. Woo! Listen, listen, listen. The Rays also aren't hot right now. They're not hot. We do have a day off on Monday too. We got two days off in the next five days. Take that time. Wake up. Sweep the sweep the Rockies. Um. Another thing I want to address, Marlins are eight games over 500, and Marlins fans are acting like the, the world's collapsing. Don't, don't be like that. Don't, don't panic yet. Uh, it's July, July 19th when we're recording this. <laughs> There's no reason to panic yet. Um, when's the last time the Marlins were eight games 500 on July 19th? You probably weren't even born. July 19th. You probably weren't even I, born, I, I B. I was. I was. <laughs> I was. I was. I think it was 2003. So <laughs> I was one. <laughs> Oh, man, you're making me sound like a dinosaur here. Oh, <laughs> I was man. one. I was 13, man, all right? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's pretty much it on our end over here at uh, Fish Out the Water, man. Thank you for joining us. I'm Alex Contreras alongside Presley Walker. Presley, you got anything else you want to say to these guys? Yeah, we'll be back on. We're going to find the consistency back, Alex. Uh, we got What time's the, the st- first pitch on Sunday? First pitch on Sunday, 140 p.m. Oh, yeah, he's he's in Texas. He's a Rangers fan. <laughs> we, 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 don't do me like that. I do have something I have to admit. I uh, coming out of the All Star break, the Marlins were up two nothing, four nothing, or whatever on the Orioles. Uh, the Rangers were losing four to one against the Guardians. Sent a text because my family is Rangers fans, and I said the Rangers are just objectively bad now. Since I sent that text, the Marlins are zero and six. The Rangers are six and zero. So I it might it might be all my fault. Damn, Preston, it, it super, might be all on me. I'm superstitious too. I actually uh, I was so amped up after the All Star break. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see the boys. And I haven't really been watching them how I always been watching them this year. I, I haven't been watching them as much. Like first pitch, I gotta watch every single inning. Like, I watch it from time to time, turn it on whenever I can because I'm a superstitious guy and I haven't been watching as much. And they're winning. And then all of a sudden, we're back from the break. I'm watching them. They're losing. And my friend was like, "Hey, stop watching them, asshole." <laughs> well, I'll also say, I created my Twitter in 2016 or 17. I whenever I was setting up my profile, I changed my picture. Uh. I made my picture. It had never changed until two days ago. It is now a black square. Join the black square. If you're a Marlins fan, you better have a black square as your Twitter profile picture temporarily until this team figures it the fuck out whenever they sweep the Rockies this weekend, like me and Alex said they're going to because it's going to happen. But uh, we'll we'll be back after every series, or try to be back after every series from here on out. Um, We'll definitely be back either Monday or Tuesday, off day. So... And I'm glad to see you're you're more bought in on this team now because you weren't our first episode. You were not near as bought in. 
yet. Hey, man, I'm always here, man, in the good times and the bad times. <laughs> I'm going to tell them how, how it is, man, because I love them. I'm going to tell them what I love about them. I'm going to tell them what I hate about them. See you guys next time. Ah.